0: On today's featured, we have Nick Fury. Nick Fury, uh, so I'm going to go over two versions of Nick Fury the comic book version and then the MCU version. So, starting with the comic version, Nick Fury, his full name is Nicholas Joseph Fury, and he was created by writer artist Jack Kirby and writer Stan Lee. He first appeared in Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos number one on May. 1963, which was a World War II combat series, that portrayed the uh, cigar-chomping man as the leader of an elite U.S. Army Ranger unit. Um, he was also in um, Fantastic Four, um, where he was portrayed more so as a CIA agent, and then transferred or transformed into more of a James Bond-like character in Strange Tales number 135. Um, he's also known to be the leading agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Um, yeah, and later on he, he actually was, uh, revealed to have taken a special medication called the Infinity Formula, which halted his aging and allowed him to be active, even though he's, like, nearly a century old, so that kind of explains how he's been around for so long, but still that spunky young man. (laughs) Um... And then the other version, the MCU version, um, that a lot of people probably know him is portrayed by Samuel L. Jackson and his look in the MCU version is more of the likeness of the Fury that we see in the Ultimates. And yeah, Nick Fury in the MCU, he is the one that enacts the Avengers initiative in response to Loki's invasion of Earth, um, where he plans to develop, um, avengers after meeting carol danvers and learning of the extraterrestrial threats um recently he is featured in um, sukin invasion which we'll be talking about later on in this episode and i know this is another version but won't go into too much details but if you ever watch roger's the musical he also <laughs> sings and dances in that which is awesome so
1: I'm going to add, because there's a lot to unpack here, there's even more to this twisted tale. Uh Uh-huh. So it was revealed later, later that, yeah, he took the infinity formula, but he also had age. So he's like kind of an old man at this point, Mm. but he was using life model decoys or LMDs to preserve the appearance that he was still much younger than he was. (laughs) Wow. And just an interesting fun fact Like you said, the ultimate Nick Fury is the one that the movies are based on. Mm -hmm. But they based that character on Samuel L. Jackson for the ultimate comics. So then that's why they got him to play it in the movies. And he became so popular in the movies that the comics, the main timeline 616, revealed that Nick Fury had a son, a black son, Mm. who then took his place. Okay. And started calling himself Nick Fury. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how popular the character was. Yeah. That they replaced him in the mainstream comics. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, there's yeah. a lot to this character. There is. Remain seated, please.
0: Permanecer sentados, por favor. The
1: marvelous
0: Galaxy.
1: Uh, Disney, yeah. Welcome to this week's marvelous Galaxy of Disney. My name is Sean.
0: And my name's Alan. And we're here to give you news. News of Disney and stuff. And Disney and stuff, yay. But starting <laughs> with Galaxy Galaxy. 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 Galaxy.
1: So, as we know, Prime Day is coming up on July 11th and 12th. Whoa! Whoa! This is big news. What is it? We never finished this game together. I've played it, of course, myself, but we were playing it for a while, then we stopped. stopped. So, you can actually get uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed free on Prime Day. The only catch is it's only the PC version. So, if you're not a PC player, this is not applied to you. But that's still pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, it did sound a little bit too good to be true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's still some PC players out there.
1: There's a lot. We have some friends who are PC players. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just not one.
1: I know, I've never been a PCer. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this game is uh, its no longer canon, but it follows a Starkiller, who was the secret apprentice of Darth Vader, and he's... Even though he uses um, the Sith side of the Force, or the Dark side of the Force, he's kind of more of an anti hero. And these games have. Uh, there's two. There's supposed to be three, but the third one has yet to come out. But uh, this game really paints a full picture of who this character is and kind of his involvement in starting the rebellion, which is pretty cool. It's a really cool story all over all out, so I, if you haven't played this or if you need a walk down memory lane, this is your perfect chance to get it for free. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, more video game slash Prime Day news. Um, so, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, if you haven't gotten that yet, it actually will be on sale this week at various retailers um, in response to Prime Day. Um, so, Obviously, Amazon has their own deal, which is going to be $55 for the game. Um, but the best deal of all the retailers is actually going to be at Target, who's offering the best price at $44. What? You do have to be a Target Circle member, which is a free program that you can join. I see the catch. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still a good deal, $44 versus 55 dollars um, so yeah, if you haven't gotten this game and were like, I can't get it because it's expensive, well, this, this is probably your chance of getting it, um, this year.
1: So am I allowed to get it?
0: Uh, so you know, you're, you're an adult. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I am an adult and I can buy a house. In fact, I own property in Vegas. Oh. <laughs> that was for all the RuPaul followers out there. Oh. Um, yeah, so I guess, uh, the Earthship home which is modeled after a tattooing home, uh-huh. is up for sale right now. Wow. And it's not that bad of a price. It's <laughs> 360 it? uh, k Yeah. But much like we saw with Target, there's a catch. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to join Target Circle to get this.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. No, it's in El Prado, New Mexico. So you have to move to New Mexico. Wah, wow. wah. No.
0: <laughs> I mean, it looks really cool. It's so, like, futuristic and deserty.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool and apparently there's a community. I did not know this. It's called uh the Greater World Earthship Community. Uh one realtor says that I've I've sold seven I've sold wait, sorry. <laughs> I've sold many earthships over the past 7 years, but I have also lived in my own for 17 years.
0: Wow.
1: So apparently there's a lot of these types of homes around the states and they are selling and it gives you a kind of feel for living on the desert planet of tattooing
0: uh-huh. it
1: looks like this one is one bed one bath but it also kind of gives you like an off the grid um desert feel so i don't know this is pretty cool
0: yeah i i'm looking into this more and it seems very self-sufficient so the roof is made to be to be kind of like a giant teacup and it captures water which will which recirculates throughout the house like it can be used to shower or um, water your plants so that's kind of cool
1: yeah and also it says here there's solar panels which basically like power your home yeah yeah so this is pretty cool i'd love to have a home like this i just wouldn't want it in the middle of new mexico i like california too much
0: yeah i mean it might be a cool i mean if you're rich enough anyways to have this as like a second home to like escape the city.
1: Yeah. And I would imagine like it would rent out yeah. easily because who wouldn't want to go stay in this, especially if you're like on shrooms or yeah. something like that,
0: you know, you <laughs> can definitely like, um, update it even more to look star Warsy too. Cause inside it's very like not star Warsy.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's very plain so, inside. Yeah.
0: It could be like a destination kind of thing.
1: By the way, we are a family show, and we in no way endorse shrooms.
0: Wow. (laughs) What? (laughs) So,
1: speaking of um, the desert.
0: Or being deserted. Or being deserted. (laughs)
1: um, There's been a trend lately on social media. Kathleen Kennedy fired. Mm -hmm. So, it looks like at this point, there's no for sure answer to this. But the theory goes that with... um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny like greatly underperforming because it was like a $235 million movie and it is not making that back as of yet. With the low profits in Star Wars over the last few years as a whole with like the movies and with like the backlash against the sequel trilogy, people are saying that Kathleen Kennedy may have been fired. The thing is, um, this is kind of gaining support because she was supposed to, I guess. She was only contracted to kind of head Lucasfilm up until, I think, 2021. And then she negotiated an extra three to four years to oversee Obi-Wan and some of the new products that were coming out. So her new contract would expire in 2024, So, it wouldn't be out of the question with only, you know, five months left in the year until 2024 that they might get rid of her early. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rumor mill is saying that she was locked out of her office and told to take a two-week vacation or paid vacation while everything kind of lands. So... And this is kind of a meeting on mixed ears. A lot of people feel like she's not doing a good job leading Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Some people think she's doing fine. Where do you land on this?
0: I think she's doing fine. Well, like, first off, Indiana Jones, I didn't think it was a total, like, bomb. It was, I enjoyed it, and especially comparing that to um, the Crystal Skull, I mean, i I would definitely watch this again more so than the other one, hands down.
1: Well, here's the thing. She also oversaw Crystal Skull. Oh. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but, okay, well, then she redeemed herself a little bit then. Yeah. Uh, for this one. But, I don't know. I think she's doing a decent job. I mean, there were a lot of good shows that came out, um, shows and movies that came out under her reign. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought I think she's fine. <laughs> I don't think she's... Um doing a bad job to terminate her term her contract early.
1: Oh, and I lied, I just saw it wasn't 235, it was two hundred and ninety-five million dollars to make Indy. Oh, That's a lot of money. It is. But I'm the same. I feel like she's done a good job. I don't think these movies are bad in any respect. Even Kingdom of the Crystal Skull wasn't necessarily awful. Um I do think the Star Wars sequel trilogy could have been handled better. Like, I don't understand. I still don't. And I know I ranted about this before. <laughs> why you would make this trilogy and not have one writer throughout to plan it from beginning to end. Yeah. Like, who whose idea was that to be like, oh, next person, you take on the story. I'm like, isn't the point to, like, make a cohesive story? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, the original trilogy goes together so well. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I... I think it's probably good to get somebody to shake up the Star Wars universe, but I'm not necessarily like, oh, good, that woman doesn't have her job no more. Yay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially you said she her term ends in 2024. Yeah. I'm like, it's not that far away, so just let her finish her job.
1: <laughs> I know. This feels more like a, a political stunt. Like, oh, yeah. she did bad, so we got rid of her. Yeah. But she's pro- she's probably happy. She's probably like, good, let me take the next five True. months and, like, relax. Because yeah. she's probably not really working on too much right now. <laughs> True. But, yeah, that's our feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's also Galaxy. That's Marvelous. Marvelous. Marvel. Marvel. Marvelous.
1: marvelous.
0: Marvel.
1: So uh, Simu Liu, of course, who we know as Shang-Chi, just did an interview, and he was asked, hey, how's Shang-Chi 2 coming along? (laughs) And he basically said, it's not. (laughs) The problem is uh, Shang-Chi 2, it's still happening, but it's planned to hit in between the two Avengers movies. Okay. Which, as we know, those have been delayed. So Simu Liu said it's been delayed along with them. Mm. So I know that's kind of like a, well, duh, type of thing. Like if if the other movies all got delayed, so would Shang-Chi. But what kind of sucks is it was pointed out in this article, we're probably not going to see Shang-Chi until five years after the first one came out. Wow. Five years. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, I don't know. Maybe Kathleen Kennedy should go clean up Marvel. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think um, Feige's doing a great job. I just think uh, this last, with adding the shows to the mix in this uh, Phase 3, or was it Phase 4? Phase, I forget. Wow, I'm out of touch. You are. This last phase, Phase Four, three, four.
0: Phase 4 I've.
1: <laughs> In this last phase, adding the shows, I think is the problem. Like, they just added so many shows so yeah. quick, and it kind of made things feel disjointed for some. So, yeah, I know this is a necessary kind of hurt that we're going through because of that, but it's still like, wow, it's a long time.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a little sad because, like, Shang-Chi was one of those ones. It's I mean, kind of, I kind of compare it to, like black panther where it did a lot for like the asian community in mcu um and so it is a little sad to have like you know asian americans wait a little bit to see their hero um but i mean it all it is all for a purpose i think that's the tough part with marvel and having all their movies linked is that if one gets delayed they just get delayed yeah yep.
1: well hopefully we see shang in another movie before then mm-hmm. if he's not already planned to be hopefully they add him yeah so at least that way you know it's not such a long time in between movies but
0: yeah i mean good thing asian don't asian don't raisin because five years is a lot you can like age out of the role
1: did you really just say Asian? I no did. Raisin? I did
0: say it. I did. Okay.
1: Yeah. I don't feel bad for the shroom <laughs> comment anymore.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Well, speaking of raisins, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure she eats them. Um, this news has kind of shook up the uh, the Marvel community because Jennifer Garner has been announced in Deadpool three as Elektra. Awesome. So she's from your Ben Affleck Daredevil.
0: Yeah, the best one of all of them.
1: (laughs) You haven't even watched the show. (laughs) How dare you? So the reason why this is kind of shaking it up is now we have, you know, Hugh Jackman from the X-Men series. And we have Jennifer Gardner from the Daredevil movie. Uh So now people are talking. Is this a hint that we're going to see a lot more characters come up? So I think the one there was a list of potential characters that could show up. I think the one that excited me the most, just because they were so underused in their movie, like they had like only a few lines, was Psylocke. Olivia Munn as Psylocke, mm. she was so hot, she was so sexy, she looked just like the character. I also feel bad for her. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. She was so excited to play Psylocke, and she was so intent on making sure that she did the character well, that she, like, read a bunch of Psylocke comics. She actually challenged the studio. She said, uh-uh, Psylocke wouldn't wear this. I want something that's <laughs> more comic exact. Wow. So she really cared about that character. So to see her so underused and not even, like, she's a, she's basically, like, a throwaway character. Mm. Like, she's just there for show. Like, there's no story for her whatsoever. So I would love for her to get a chance to, like, actually show the knowledge and respect that she paid that character. Nice. Is there anybody else from the universe you'd want to see?
0: Yeah, Ben Affleck.
1: I knew you were going to say, I it! <laughs> <laughs> I know, I wonder if we will, because if Electra's in it, why wouldn't Daredevil? Right?
0: That would be so fun. Yeah. That's my vote. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's no vote. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if this movie's just going to kind of, like, pay homage to, like, all the Marvel movies and kind of, like, make fun of them. Like, I could see Deadpool very easily turning to Ben Affleck Daredevil yeah. and being like, your movie wasn't even good.
0: <laughs> I mean, he, he did it to his original like, Deadpool. Deadpool one yeah. in Wolverine. So.
1: And yeah, I think this is, I mean, I've said it before, this is genius because Deadpool's the perfect character to walk us through what's mm-hmm. canon and what's not and explain it to us as we go. So that way we can move through, like, this is what came before, this is what's coming next. He, oh, what if we get Fantastic Four characters? Oh. What if we get Chris Evans' <laughs> Human <laughs> Torch? That would be amazing. Oh, I want this movie so bad now. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to add it here, but they did reveal a look at Hugh Jackman and his Wolverine geesh. Oh. It looks pretty cool. Does it? It's still, like, yellow, but it's kind of, like, more armor looking. Okay. It's very reminiscent of the Wolverine solo comic that came out a few years ago when he was, um, he had lost his healing factor. And he was dying of adamantium poison. Mm. And he kind of wore a new outfit in that. And it's very reminiscent of that, I think.
0: At first, I thought you meant there was, like, a crossover of Wolverine and Han Solo.
1: That would have been cool. Just saying. Hey, you know reason. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> well, speaking of X-Men, hey, this one actually worked. It was an actual <laughs> segue. Um, Elizabeth Olsen has been doing a series of interviews pretty much since um, Multiverse of Madness. And she's expressed she's not super thrilled with... Um, where her character was taken in Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. Because she went a little cray. She was killing people for her imaginary children. Uh Um, And she's kind of expressed, like, maybe a little bit of a disinterest in continuing with the MCU, which, I mean, that breaks many a gay's heart because we all love our Scarlet Witch. But in a recent interview, she did say the thing that would definitely bring her back to the MCU would be the X-Men. She said the X-Men was her first, like, Marvel movie experience, so she has a lot of love for the X-Men, and she just thinks that would be the next best thing for her character to get to explore.
0: And that would would make her so awesome, because that will finally bring the X-Men into the MCU. Wow.
1: (laughs) I mean... Scarlet Witch has never been an X-Men, but she's very entwined with the X-Men. Especially, I think a lot of people want to see the... um, Even though we kind of just got it in a little bit of a way, but there's the um, uh, decimation storyline where she takes away all the mutant's powers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's very entwined. She also is part of the whole X-Men vs. Avengers storyline where... Her and Hope Summers were like the only hope in saving the X Men from the Phoenix, so she's she could very easily be a cool character.
0: Yeah. She should put her on a pizza.
1: Oh no. <laughs> Just like your sister. That's a deep cut, <laughs> Jesse. If you're listening, this is your fault. If you get a chance, uh, Fabrice, you should look up. The Olsen Twins did a movie about like a sleepover with a pizza, and there's a whole song about put it on the pizza, and somebody slowed it down, and it's so creepy and so funny. Put it on the pizza. <laughs> we watched that on Friday. Yeah. Well. If that was a sad moment for you to hear about that or reminiscing on your childhood. Uh, James Gunn just uh, did the... Well, the commentary with James Gunn just came out on the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, DVD, Blu-ray, and he talked about what he thought was one of the saddest moments in the movie that he feels a lot of people miss. Uh Do you have any idea what this might be? No. So he talked about how... When Groot grew back to life in the second one, as baby Groot, one of the first people he saw and imprinted on was Gamora. So he feels, James Gunn feels, Groot looks at Gamora as his mother. Mm. So the fact that in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Gamora is a time-displaced person who had never met Groot James Gunn found it so hurtful that Groot looks on her as a mother and she has a line where she says, I don't even know who you are.
0: Oh,
1: Yeah, so it's kind of, like, heartbreaking when you think about it that way.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, so that also kind of strengthens the ending where we hear him say we are Groot along with Gamora as well because that's kind of, like, you only understand Groot if... You love him enough, mm-hmm. and if he loves you enough. So it's like he grew to that point with Gamora throughout the movie, but it's very sad thinking. Can you imagine your mother not recognizing you? Yeah, that'd be so. Oh, oh. oh James Gunn. <laughs> well, yes. Shall we go over to Disney? Disney. Disney. Well, I mean, we are literally going to Disney after this, but I just mean in the segment, we'll go to the Disney segment of the show. We get it. Because we have Disneyland passes, Magic (laughs) Key holders. Yes. And we go a lot.
0: We go a decent amount. Wow.
1: (laughs) One of us goes a little more than the other. It's me. Disney. Disney.
0: Yeah. So let's go and start (laughs) with some news about a movie called crater um so on disney plus this was a movie that recently came out on disney plus and it actually had a pretty hefty budget it was like uh it was 53 million dollars to film and only after 48 days after premiering disney just made the decision to pull the movie um and Disney as you know has been doing this with a lot of movies but it's surprising that Disney did this to a movie that first off cost quite a bit and just came out like a little over a month ago so I wonder I mean there's no reason rhyme or reason why Disney did this Disney didn't really like make any public announcements of why but this kind of just shows that you know if there are shows that you are interested in watching on Disney make sure to watch it and don't wait or else you know Disney might pull it um but yeah a little a little sad with this news definitely yeah that sucks yeah um but what doesn't suck is that um Disney released more details for the Destination D23 event that will be happening at Walt Disney World later this year in September, September 8th to be exact. Um, and it's running from the 8th through the 10th, again, happening at Walt Disney World. And yeah, I'm excited for this because there's a bunch of things happening, a bunch of panels happening. It's kind of like a mini D23 event. They are going to have a Disney Parks panel um, where Josh Tomorrow, who is the uh disney parks experiences and products chairman he'll be releasing some details about the parks around the world um to everyone they're also going to have um a catch-up with some of the voice actors behind um some of the shows brett Ewen, i think his name is caitlin rob rock who both um voiced mickey mouse and minnie mouse uh, we'll also be there as well, too. We'll even have this cool thing called 100 Years of Weird Disney Moments from the Walt Disney Archives. So a lot of cool things, and once you know more stuff happens or all that information comes out, we'll definitely report on that. Um, but unfortunately, if you were hoping to go to this event, it is sold out. Um, but there are some events that will be live-streamed um, to you, so that will be cool if you... Um, want to catch that if you can't make it in person yeah yeah um more news so this is kind of similar to kathleen kennedy a little bit but maybe opposite so <laughs> so bob Iger, as we know a lot of people love him so if you didn't know his contract was supposed to expire december 2024 so end of next year but there are some whispers that Iger could actually extend his contract past 2024.
1: He just doesn't know how to leave Disney, does he? I
0: know. He's just. Either he's just a really big Disney fan, or he just has a lot that he wants to get done.
1: I wonder. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if there's just so much broken right now. He's like, oof, this yeah. is going to take some time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or I also, it also could be because he just can't find a decent replacement <laughs> that's hard yeah it's it's hard and you can't really tell until honestly like they're in the role because you know he had so much faith in shape i'm sure there's a little bit of like ptsd coming from that too like he has to find you know a good imp- replacement or else this whole thing's gonna happen again
1: what if they did a show <laughs> called uh iger's disneyland race mm mm-hmm. Where they have different people do different skits or competitions every week. And at the end, two of them have to lip sync to a Disney song to see who
0: stays. And then they all have to dress <sighs> in drag.
1: Oh, no. no! Where would you get that idea?
0: <laughs> <laughs> or or the, the top performing contestant would vote out. Yes. One of the other ones.
1: They would reveal Mickey ears with one of the other contestants' name on it and vote them out. (laughs) And instead of drag they dress as Disneyland characters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean I'm curious. Silence? Oh. Sorry, I was really getting into (laughs) Wow. I imagine Iger doing that. (laughs) But yeah, I mean this is I don't know, like I I feel like this could go either good or bad because you know with Iger being in his role for so many years, like, does Disney need some like fresh eyes to kind of take on the leadership of Disney, or is holding on to Iger for so long like benefiting Disney?
1: Yeah, and I think what's hard is you have this company who wants to up its um its revenue gain Mm -hmm. so how do you do that without you know what we saw with chapek is just you're going for the jugular and bleeding (laughs) people dry yeah you know how do you do in a way that's respectful that people feel as a value rather than just wow i can't enjoy this park anymore without spending all this money
0: yeah (laughs) and there's other i mean i've also just seen a couple reports too that in florida especially tourism is going down and a lot of it is out of Disney's control more so because of people like um, their governor, DeSantis. um, That's kind of driving people away from Florida, so that's definitely not benefiting Disney as well, too, out there. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors that Disney is facing, like, for the first time that's not usual year over year. Um, So, yeah, like, do we have a seasoned CEO kind of still taking the reins or someone new? I don't know yeah it's a hard one yeah
1: but and i mean we talked about it on our once upon a cult episode but any other theme park company would not have this much drama like we don't even know who runs universal studios yeah <laughs> but yeah. bob Iger is like a household name <laughs> i know
0: it is and yeah it's funny because like we don't have universal studios fighting the governor of florida it's just just disney that's just how big they are and how much of a celebrity they are you know yep yeah
1: cool well i apologize if i mess up this name because i'm not as familiar with this person but we actually went to the joel maggie magie maggie 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 Maggie? disneyland collection so in case you're not familiar with this person like i i Or like me, I should say. I'm not that familiar with him. But he's actually on his own show called um, Antique Toy Roadshow. He's been collecting antique toys since the 80s. Wow. (laughs) So, I mean, he's become such a collector that he actually has straight-up, like, cars from Disneyland Mm -hmm. and Disney World, which is crazy. So we went to the exhibit in Burbank, California over the weekend, So what this is, is um, you can look at the collection. Very strict, don't touch, though. But there's going to be an auction selling a lot of this stuff on July uh, 17th and 18th. Oh, I I have the dates. I forgot. We need to check the dates. So if anybody wants to go, we could tell them when it's up through. Uh,
0: Yeah, so yeah, it goes through July 16th is when um, this free exhibit ends. And, And yeah, in addition to the 17th, 18th auction, also takes place on the 19th as well too so three auction days oh wow yeah um and
1: it's uh wednesday through sunday 11 a.m to 7 Mm p.m so on the day you're listening to this the 10th you have uh one more or less than a week six days that if you're in the burbank area you can still go to this it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. like what was your favorite thing that you we got to see there
0: Um, probably the, uh, Indiana Jones stuff. Like, there was this cool, like, diorama that kind of models the ride system, but it also looks like a board game. I think it was more so a board game. I don't know. But, like, things that you would never see in the parks are also there as well, too. So, a lot of the indie stuff was really fun. And also, the, um, Tiki Room Birds were also there, and they they talked. So, that was fun.
1: Yeah, um... I think for me, like, they have a podium from the Haunted Mansion that has all the buttons. And one of the workers is pressing the buttons for, like, um, stay in your doom buggy, things like that. They had one of the elevator doors from Tower of Terror with, like, the original uh, little movie from the ride going And a lot of the ride cars, I think the one that I liked the most was seeing, like, a Dumbo car up close, which was cool. Yeah.
0: Mm
1: Autopia. The um, not-so-greatly-named-anymore Autopia car, the midget (laughs) Autopia car. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't fly in today's society. But I guess there was a a track for smaller kids, like six and under, that ran through basically where Small World is today. Mm -hmm. So it's this little tiny car. It's kind of cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But
1: yeah, a whole Disney history, for sure. Yeah, lots of posters, lots of um maps of the park, lots of little items like old Tinkerbell statues. Um, Lots of different Disney hats. Some of them are really scary. Like, if you go, (laughs) just remember that Sean told you you will have nightmares of the Donald Duck and Pinocchio hats.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we just came from watching Insidious, and we thought this was scarier. (laughs) That's true.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. um, Pretty cool. Lots of things to look at there. I think it probably took us, including the gift shop, maybe like 40 minutes to an hour. Yeah which I was there the day before with Kevin. Hi, Kevin, from Wisconsin. We were there maybe about the same, 30 to 40 minutes. And the gift shop alone has tons of stuff. The gift shop also has where you can buy um, little collectibles, a lot of the, like, ceramic ones, but a lot of the production steals from not only Disney, but other productions, too. There's just a lot.
0: Yeah, I do like how you can buy um, things that are, like, it's basically kind of like a little Disney thrift store or mostly Disney thrift store items, um, that you can get by yourself as well. So if you can't afford to bid on a Dumbo ride vehicle, you can at least get like, you know, a ceramic something or, or a knickknack, um, from the past. So that was really cool. And, and the event is free too, which is awesome because, um, yeah, if you just want to go and peruse and just kind of like, Live back into the yesteryears um it's a really cool event i'm glad that they are holding it for free
1: yeah they could have easily charged and we would have paid yeah but i'm glad they didn't (laughs) yeah
0: and if you do go don't be scared if you do see a long line uh because when we when we arrived on the weekend it was pretty long um but the line does move pretty fast
1: yeah, they let in about 25 people at a time, so it moved pretty quick. I yeah. think we waited in line maybe 20 minutes.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. Cool. Well, let's go over to Parks and Rec. Parks. It's a world of Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec
0: parks and rec um so right now at disneyland the monorail system is closed but disney just announced when that will be reopened and the refurb will open um or will end uh, on august 31st uh so that will equate to around a two-month uh refurbishment hiatus for the monorail um so excited for this to come back because yeah it is fun to see that um it always It's cool to see a lot of, like, synergy energy around the park when that goes around. Just, it's always fun to look at. So, yeah. Nice. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Well, I'm super excited. I mean, it sucks that we are not near Epcot at all. But uh, some of the food and wine festivals for 2023 have been announced, including the Muppets Brew Wing Lab at the Odyssey It invites guests on a flavorful adventure featuring culinary creations and madcap mishaps at the Muppet Labs. Oh, Yeah, so this looks really fun. In the picture, it shows Bunsen and Beaker um, in the booth, so I'm hoping that that's a thing, like that they're really there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just sounds like um, it's going to give you some weird kind of mashups that are probably going to be fun to try. And I'm just... Excited. I know I've made it clear, but I love the Muppets. I think they're amazing, so I love that they're getting their, their time in Epcot.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, you know who hasn't the getting their time? People waiting for Oogie Boogie to <laughs> So, unfortunately, if you're not a Magic Key holder and didn't take advantage of the Magic Key pre-sale for Oogie Boogie um, and you're trying to get general ticket sales for the event... Um, and tried last Thursday. Unfortunately, the technical difficulties were still happening, so they (laughs) shifted the on-sale dates again to this Tuesday, I guess tomorrow when you're listening to this, the 11th. So, yeah, just a heads up, if you were still looking for tickets, they're still not sold out, you just have to wait till Tuesday, no earlier than 9am to get the ticket. So, sorry for you to keep waiting, but hopefully this I guess a third time's a charm for them because, yeah, I mean, I've never seen this before where they shifted, no. like, sale dates past, you know, two, two times, so, yeah.
1: But, you know, what? I think our theory was right. Somebody pointed out that the uh, Disney World mm-hmm. holiday party went on sale this past Thursday.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So it probably would have crashed the system having mm-hmm. both Disneyland and Disney World if they are connected at all. Yeah, I don't know. So I think that might be why they pushed it again. hmm Maybe somebody didn't realize that it was all gonna be at once.
0: I know. I'm just like these I've heard before that like Disney's website is the least like cared of <laughs> of all the things because like I guess you don't really go on their website that much unless you're buying tickets. but like, yeah, it's it, the I guess there's just not not a lot of support um, for their site. There's gotta be a better way, right? I don't know. yeah.
1: Well, in lighter news, um, I haven't told you this, but it was announced today via our little chat. Oh, yeah, you're part of that chat. That uh, our service dog that's going with us to Oogie Boogie Night got mm-hmm. their costume ordered today. Yeah, very exciting. So we're not going to say what our costume is until it happens. But it's coming along, and it's going to be so cute. I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what else is exciting? What? So at Disneyland Paris, there is a new show coming out which is called um it's a it's a themed themed after pixar it's their new pixar live show uh so it's going to feature a bunch of different characters from monsters inc finding nemo toy story um and what's exciting is that if you are one of their annual past members um you're actually given or they're given um, special preview presentations Ooh. Um, the show is called Together a, mu- a Pixar Musical Adventure and the pre-presentations are happening July 13th actually really soon at 3.50 or 5pm or July 14th at 1.20pm 3.50pm or 5pm and this is available to Infinity and Magic Plus annual pass holders um so yeah if you're one of those hopefully you can make it i'm really excited for this because i think this is one of the things that disney paris um needs more of i think in general of a lot of parks because the only kind of entertainment show that we saw was frozen and um like it's kind of sort of but like the stitch one as well too um so we don't talk about that (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> There's also the Disney Junior one, which Kevin told us was really fun to watch. So sad we missed that one. But I'm glad this one um is coming out too. So exciting. And I'm looking forward to seeing it on YouTube because a trip to go out there just for that is pretty expensive.
1: Yeah. And we well, don't want to do it before Frozen Land is open. That too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, more Disney Paris news. This is kind of cool. And I hope this comes out to uh, their parks. Uh, Disneyland Paris just announced a new tool called Virtuos, virtuos um, and it's for visually impaired and blind guests. So you get like this little tablet, and I think it uses Braille to basically kind of tell you what's happening, which is kind of cool. Um, it's also So it uses uh, interchangeable interchangeable 3D maps and descriptive audio, so that guests can find their way around both parks um, and the lands and restaurants. And it's a free service that guests can get at uh, City Hall or uh, studio services in um, Hollywood Studios. So I thought this is really cool, Um, you know, and it's very inclusive. You know, no one feels left out when they visit Disney Paris. That's disgusting. I
1: hate it. How woke? Wow. I'm just used to the other side saying that a lot. Whenever there's (laughs) inclusivity, they're like, this is terrible. I know. I think it's great, honestly. I think it's just another way, like you said, to include people.
0: Yeah. Well, fine. If you don't like Paris, we're going to go to Tokyo.
1: No, not that. I don't want to go to the place i wanted to go more than ever (laughs) all my life.
0: (laughs) Well, when you do find yourself in Tokyo, you'll be amazed because they have these plates that are recyclable. So they're plates that you can reuse at the park and it's basically like a a cling film that goes over the plate and then every time you use it you can peel, peel off that film and then a new plate is there for you to use so i thought this was really cool um it's just more you know eco-friendly um for the park and i just love that japan does this because the japan in general is just very clean so it's just an innovative too with a lot of things that they do so I thought this was really fun, and I would actually just use keep this as a souvenir and not use it for food.
1: That's weird, because we do have two Disney Paris Cups.
0: We, we have two? I thought we just have one.
1: Oh, maybe we only have one. Wow.
0: Yeah. We have one. Maybe the other one was a scroll. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> because if you ever... We're waiting to get into rogers a musical you might notice a couple of things a couple of scrolls wandering <sighs> around the the waiting area to get in there's been a couple uh tiktoks and videos going around showing them they're actually dressed up to look like um ushers at the show um, so it's really cool i like how they're doing this just these like little details that they do throughout avengers campus or just the marvel areas um so yeah if you've ever seen them let us know because i just think that's really cool especially because you're waiting for the show like it's kind of fun to see um these little details to kind of pass help pass the time
1: but if you recognize them as scrolls they're not doing a very good job at their job
0: yeah but they also wouldn't be doing a good job of letting you know that they're a scroll (laughs) Wow, give the guy a ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> a blue ribbon to uh, So here at Disneyland in downtown Disney, we have this uh, food cart called Blue Ribbon um, Corn Dogs. And it's actually gotten pretty popular that they are adding a second restaurant all the way at Disney World in um, the Boardwalk area. So I actually didn't know it was that popular that people wanted more. Um, but um, that's exciting. I actually honestly haven't eaten there before because I think they're probably known for their... Um, pickle dog. Pickle dogs. Mm. And I just, that doesn't sound appetizing to me.
1: It's so good.
0: It's... But mostly
1: without the um, corn dog.
0: Mm. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so if you were always hoping to have... Blue Ribbon uh, corn dogs to come to Disney World. You have your chance now because it's going there. So congrats, you guys. You did it.
1: Yeah, you did it. You finally got something that. We have, and we have nothing that you have. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was wrong, by the way. I think two weeks ago I said that we weren't getting the Indiana Jones merch, but we did. We got the ears. We got the ears, and some of the foods we're going to try today. Yeah. Um, Real quick, too, I just want to point this out. This was recommended to us, and I'm going to pass it along to all of you lovely Favourite listeners. If you are going to Disneyland and you do need a breakfast food, Uh, before 12 o'clock so ending at 12 o'clock if you go to the corn dog castle in California Adventure near Goofy's flight school there's a really good breakfast corn dog
0: there is yeah
1: Yeah. it's like wrapped in this kind of pancake batter which inside instead of a hot dog there's a sausage and then there's also egg and they get they drizzle it in raspberry syrup Mm -hmm. oh it's so good
0: and if you order right before 12, you might actually get another one.
1: Yeah, so I I literally, like, ran through the park to get there. I got there at, like, 12.02 to pick up my corn dog. And he passed one out with, like, the syrup and everything on it. And then he passed me a plain one. And I went to grab it, and I was like, wait. And then he's like, no, 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 go ahead. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. So, yeah, it didn't have any syrup or anything, but I gave Alan, you know, the... Drizzles that was left in mine.
0: <laughs> I just thought it was so funny that they didn't have yeah. time to put powdered sugar in the sauce on top. But, yeah. I mean, that's fine. I'm not complaining.
1: And this thing, it's only, like, I mean, I got the pass holder discount, so I think it was, like, $10. I think it's normally, like, 12 And you get the corn dog and a bag of chips. So it's a pretty good deal.
0: Yeah, it is. Not the drag queen. We don't want that. Just a regular bag of chips.
1: Yeah, no. after bag of chips sent home... Pangina, I'm not talking to her. I don't know her.
0: But yeah, no, it was even without the 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 toppings, it was still pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah.
1: But we're not here to talk about Disney. We're here to talk about Magic Key offers at Downtown Disney in July. Ah,
0: so continuing on with Downtown (laughs) Disney stuff after that little tangent. Sorry. Uh, if you're a Magic Key holder, you are there's additional offers that you can get right now through the end of July. Um, so kind of going down the list of what's available um, at Splitsville, um, the bowling alley over there, you uh, imagine Enchant and Believe keys. Uh, the discounts for that will increase from 10% to 15%. And then for Inspire and Dream keys... Um, that discount has increased uh, from 15% to 20%. So you can use that on food, um, non-alcoholic beverages, as well as bowling pricing as well. At Jazz Kitchen, um, there's no discount, but there is a special menu item, which is a lime mojito. Mm. But just to me, it doesn't really sound that special. Yeah, it's not that special. Yeah, there's a lime mojito there. Um, very popular Pele Soccer. Uh, for soccer fans. Um, you'll, you can get a 10% discount for match key holders. Uh, Clyde's Hot Chicken, which actually is a new stall that just opened recently, uh, guests can get 15% off, um, plus a free enamel pin with a purchase of two hot sticks. <laughs> um, and then lastly, California Soul, um, which is like the sandal and shoe place. Um, if you spend ten $100 or more on um, Birkenstock products, you can get a free, you can get socks or a journal with that purchase. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's right. pretty cool that, like, they're little items, but it's something to show appreciation for the fact that we have Magic Key.
0: Yeah. I I, I, I do kind of wish these, this promotion happened, like, a little bit further after July to cover summer, but still, you know, can't complain for discounted and free stuff.
1: Nope. Can't complain. Nope. Well, cool. That brings us through our news. So we'll do our Margal Dizbiz and our favorite moment. Then we'll give you a cover Disney. And then we'll get into our uh, spoilers. And that'll be the show for today.
0: Yay. And then we get to go to Disney. And then we get to go to Disney. Disney. Disney.
1: So last week we asked you, which movie are you most excited to see again in theaters? And the choices were Toy Story, Coco, Beauty and the Beast, and The Lion King. I was shooketh by mm. these results. So I've never seen this before, but one of these got zero votes, yes. which put it at a 1% <laughs> for some reason. Um, the Lion King got no votes. I really thought Lion yeah. King was going to contend to win. I
0: was really surprised. Yeah. Maybe some people thought it was the live-action Lion King.
1: Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, Toy Story landed at only 13% of the votes. Okay. Um, Coco landed at 25% of the votes. Okay. And Beauty and the Beast got 63% of the votes. That's the one I voted for.
0: I did, too. I mean, I didn't vote, but I would have voted for that.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's funny because I've seen all four of these in theaters. But I don't know. Something about Beauty and the Beast is just a little more of a spectacle for me.
0: I haven't seen it in theaters. Oh, you have I haven't. just saw the bootleg version that... I guess like something happened to the tape where when the um, the narrator in the beginning was speaking, it was very warped. Oh, <laughs> so and that freaked me out a lot. Um, so yeah, I would have <laughs> loved to seen it in theaters.
1: Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, we can now. Yeah, we can. Thirty years later. That's fine. Kind of like seeing Aqua, <laughs> thirty years <laughs> later. Um, this week's question is uh, inspired by the auction. What Disney vehicle would you buy? Would you buy the Dumbo vehicle? Would you buy the Doom Buggy from the Haunted Mansion? Would you buy one of the rockets from Space Mountain? Or would you buy the Skyliner, which used to carry you, or Sky Bucket, I think is what the ride was called. I think the cars were the Skyliners, something like that. Mm. But yeah, it would take you through the Matterhorn up and over the park. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll tell you next week which one we choose, but we want to know how you feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. By voting.
1: What's your favorite moment for this week?
0: My favorite moment for this week would probably be... Yeah, this week was pretty busy. A lot of stuff happened. Yeah. Um, but I would say, especially because I didn't do the episode where we had special guest Luke Monday come in, um, I would say that where we went to disney earlier this week i work from home and uh, (laughs) we watched rogers and musical again and we got to meet one of the actors who plays uh captain america and yeah he was a really cool guy um really nice and he you know told us some things about the show and answered our questions and we had lunch with him and yeah really cool person like you would have never thought that he was like an actor on stage because he just seems so like humble and chill so
1: yeah oh my god, that's mine too <laughs> I mean I had an amazing week it was full it was busy I'm exhausted but I got to see Kevin this was like only my second time that I really got to meet him in person the first time he came over to our place in West Covina and then we saw him the next day at LA Comic Con but this time like I had four full days with Kevin all all to myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we had, amongst other things, we had lunch with Luke Monday, which I'm like only with Kevin. Um, We got to see Aqua, the band who sings Barbie Girl, who we both love for many a year since they came out in the uh, early 90s, mid 90s. Um, So, yeah, just all together, just. Big Disney experience. We listened to a lot of Disney music. We played Disney trivia. Mm-hmm. We watched a lot of Aqua videos. It was a great time. We went to the auction we talked about. So, yeah, this yeah. whole week has been very Disney-filled.
0: It was. <laughs> Whew. Whew.
1: All right. That brings us to our cover, Disney. I love this one. This is a Go the Distance as covered by Peyton Parrish. Oh, a lot of peas. A lot of peas, peas.
0: Different. oh i mean i don't
1: oh, know
0: if i can do the, no. the whole low voice type for this song because you know just comparing it i'm comparing it to the original i am um but <laughs> it was okay i mean also honestly it's go the distance like it's not my favorite disney song <laughs> but yeah so that's my thought you just struck out on so many levels. <laughs>
1: I really enjoyed it. And I really like the song Go the Distance. So, there. There. So, there. There. All right. So, we have two things to talk about for our spoiler alerts today. Okay. Secret Invasion Episode 3 and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny.
0: Oh, no. I just talked about it earlier and gave my opinion about it. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> Where do you want to start? Which one? Secret. Okay. Okay. Secret Invasion. So this week, um, it wasn't the most action episode, but we had a lot of, like, heavy hitters delivered Mm -hmm. to us this week. So Gaia, the daughter of Talos, was betrayed and I'm going to say supposedly killed. Because I don't know if I believe yet that she's actually dead. She was shot and left for dead, but we didn't really see how it turns out yet. Mm Mm-hmm. We also find out that these scrolls are developing what you could refer to as a super scroll, which is a shape shifting scroll that has powers. The most favorite one, or famous one, would probably be Colert. So I'm wondering if they would bring him in, because he has the power of each of the four um, Fantastic Four. Oh. So I think he was one of the earliest super scrolls that we met so that'd be cool so that's happening we also get this big bomb this big kind of retcon if you will retro continuity that the Skrulls apparently have been working with Nick Fury since the Captain Marvel movie which took place in the 80s and that they're actually the ones that helped him move up quick in S.H.I.E.L.D. so some people are now kind of like did Nick Fury cheat to get to where he was by having the scrolls help him which is a little crazy. It is. I mean, it's one of those things that, yeah, I guess you could say he cheated, but he's also, like, doing a really good job at his job. So, is it that bad? I don't know. I don't know. know. At least he's not um, lying about his mom dying in 9-11 and trying to bury his drag queen past of singing Frozen really badly. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be too specific. I
0: mean, Nick Fury does sing now. He does. So, same.
1: So, what are your thoughts on Secret Invasion as a whole so far?
0: I'm not totally sold on it yet. I think it is the the, the trouble of it because it is kind of like a spy type movie. There's a lot of like details that you kind of have to like pay, pay attention to. Um, so, I think for me, I tend to miss a lot of those details. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess this is a spoiler um, review. Think like characters that you kind of start getting to like more um, are dying. Yeah. So that's the only thing. But um, I'm still here for. It. I'm still down to watch it.
1: I'm still not sold yet either. And the reason I say that is after reading both of the uh, Secret Invasion comic series, it's not giving me. I said this last week, but it's not giving me that whole like who's a scroll and who's not yet. I don't know if maybe they're saving that for, like, the big finale. Like, showing that someone who we thought was a person the whole time is a scroll. Like, could you imagine if they revealed, like, Scarlet Witch was a scroll and that wasn't her who did all of Multiverse oh. of Madness? Well. Wow. I mean, I don't think that would happen, but I'm just saying, like, the impact of that would be huge. Mm-hmm. Are saying that, like, I don't know, um, uh, Bucky, for example... What if he was a scroll and that's why he did the whole Winter Soldier thing?
0: Mm. You know,
1: that would have a whole um, huge implication on the MCU and really shake it up. Yeah. And, like, we really haven't gotten that. Some of the reveals we have gotten, like Nick Fury using the scrolls to get to where he is, that's really interesting, but it doesn't really change a lot, I guess. Yeah. So I have a feeling we're going to get that big finale finish that I'm waiting for, but it's just getting to that point it's not a super exciting ride for me yet
0: (laughs) yeah and if they do i'm sure they're going to do it in like the last episode when you want more and then it ends
1: yeah it'll be in the last episode and it will be like a cliffhanger to get us excited for the marvels Yeah. yeah 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 indiana jones and the dial of destiny yes tell me about it brad
0: i liked it i liked it a lot Um, it was very to me it didn't feel like it dragged on like it was very action packed there was a lot of scenes I guess my only complaint or just thing that I didn't care for the most is probably Indy's goddaughter yeah (laughs) she was just kind of I, I guess I kind of see what they're trying to get towards where she's kind of like that character who is just hurt and is out for themselves so and isn't that like charismatic so you don't really care as much i mean that's why i didn't really care for her as much and i don't know like i i was trying to look for like the next indiana jones who can fit in his shoes and i don't feel like she did a good job where like i want to see her in a solo movie not han solo movie like a solo indiana jones type movie i hate you Um, So that was my only thing. But overall, I mean, Harrison Ford did a great job. I like how they kind of tied in everything at the end where... um, I forgot her name, but his wife... um, Marion. Marion showed up. And they even kind of wrapped up the whole uh, Crystal Skull part with his son and how he basically died uh, to go to war. So I just thought all of that was tied in great. Like, they didn't just, like totally ignore the last movie um and kind of tied in some loose strings there
1: yeah i'd agree and we kind of talked about helena because i felt the same way when you look back at the original trilogy or even crystal skull as well each one of the movies has a lovable sidekick and Marion was lovable in that she's a strong woman that takes no crap from indy and she can match him Um, Short Round is very, like, just adorable. (laughs) You just fall in love with him because he's so charismatic. Even Willy. I know a lot of people hated Willy from Temple of Doom, but I love her because she's so different in that she's such, like, a coward. (laughs) 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 And, like... It's just fun watching her and Indy, like, in their back and forth of, like, will they or won't they? Mm -hmm. Um, In, uh, of course, The Last Crusade, I mean, Sean Connery as Henry Jones. (laughs) I mean, come on. Indiana Jones' father. Like, they were just a laugh riot together. And then having, um, in Crystal Skull, Mutt as Indiana Jones' son. I feel like... I feel like he could be one that people would probably love or hate because he had some scenes like the swinging through the vines with the monkey scene that was pretty much hated by most people because it was so out there. But he was still kind of a fun character. And then we also had Marion to help cement him. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Helena just, she never really gelled in that I, I still don't really know what she was out for. Yeah. Like, she just seemed like she wanted money, and that's not enough, um, because she is being chased by, I guess, bad people. One of them just kind of disappears. The black lady just kind of isn't in it anymore at a certain point. But she's helping Indy, and they're getting away from these bad people. And then she betrays Indy, only to need to work with him again. So it's very, like, I don't understand this character. I don't know this character. Yeah. And she does come full circle in the end by knocking Indy out to save him to get him out of the past but it's still like at that point it's too late
0: yeah even then I felt like that was kind of like a selfish thing that she did because like Indy wanted to stay there and I honestly I thought that would have been a cool ending to his legacy was like he goes back in time and lives and like he's a historian so he Mm -hmm. He wants to live in history, which is cool. Where she's just like, "No, I can't live without you, so I'm going to knock you out and bring you back with me." It was just, it felt very selfish of her to do that too.
1: Well, and I felt that way too at first until we got the Marion ending, Mm -hmm. which I think was like the perfect way to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. I feel like leaving him in the past would have been a very like 007 way to go, where you can't do anything else with this character because we definitely ended it. Uh But like having him marry, end up with Marion. I felt like it was a full circle for his character. Like, he gave up. He was done. It's almost like he was committing suicide in a way because mm-hmm. he was bleeding out. He wouldn't have gotten the medical care. He wanted to stay in the past. Like, he wanted to die at that point. So, seeing her come to his rescue, like, that was a little emotional for me. Mm-hmm. And then seeing that it paid off in that he got back with Marion, I actually did like that ending. Okay. So, yeah, I liked it overall. I I think it was a fitting end for this character, Indiana Jones. Um, He gets his happy ending, unlike Han Solo did. It really sucks for Han Solo. In between movies, I got a divorce, my son hates me, and now I'm going to get stabbed and murdered by my son. (laughs) So, yeah, as much as I love the sequel, that did kind of suck to see your hero go out that way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think if you haven't seen it, if you listen to this and don't mind spoilers – Go see it, because it's enjoyable. Um, If you liked it or didn't like it, if you don't agree with us or you do, uh, write in. Let us know how you felt about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah. That's our show, I guess.
0: That is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, where can people find you?
0: Um, Well, you can't find me or us on Once Upon a Cult anymore. Well, new episodes, anyways. (laughs) Ha! But you can still catch up if you want. And Mustard. No mustard
1: <laughs> in the library.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, you can if you can't get enough of me. Um, there, you can find me I can. on wow on TikTok, DizGuyAllen, <laughs> Guy Allen, where um, I give Disney news as well as um, just stuff that I do at Disney or just Disney related things.
1: Yay. Yay! And you can find me, and we mentioned him so much on the show, Kevin. <laughs> You can find us on Words of the Witches, where we're going through Season 10 of the Charmed comic series. Or you can find us on Solving for X, where we are actually coming up on the end of Season 4 of the original X-Men show. And you can find my travel company with Victoria at MyMagicalJourneys.com. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or you can find my book on Amazon. Uh Witches Brew, A Dream of Waking.
0: Yeah. yeah. On Amazon Prime Day. Yeah. It's not on sale, but just get it anyway. It actually is on
1: sale right now. It's pretty cheap. It's like four bucks. Oh,
0: there you go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week with more Margal Dis News. Yay. Yay. Bye. Bye.